Awesome, Phil. It's so, it's such a pleasure to welcome all of you to our podcast, Billion Dollar Minds. I'm Tate, and our vision has always been to inspire conscious entrepreneurs to model abundance for good. And today, we're going to talk about how to ace your marketing plan. So let's uncover some strategies to attract your ideal customer. Today, we are joined in this episode by a wealth of experience, and I want to introduce you to some beautiful people who are authentic entrepreneurs and highly successful, and I'm grateful to call them my friends. Valerie, Valerie, how are you doing today from Spot TV? Would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? Kate and everyone, I'm Valerie Jones, Spot TV. People call me Queen TV. I've been um, doing video production, um, promotion, and uh, interviewing um, people in the in the music industry and in the community for quite a while now. Um, marketing is something that um, I used to do a lot of, but um, I'm so glad to connect with Kate because um, we're gonna get back in focus here with these marketing plans and I'm so happy to be here today. I'm done speaking. Awesome. Valerie, Queen V, good to have you. And uh, I was just shocked to realize how many famous artists Valerie has interviewed in her life. So it's wonderful to have you here. Joffrey, my friend, the mic is yours. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you, Kate. And hello to everyone else. Um, I'm really excited to uh, hear everyone's input on marketing and, if I can, uh, share some things that I've learned. That is so amazing, Joffrey. I missed the mute button. (laughs) All right. Uh, Phil, are you able to introduce yourself? I won't pick on you too much today. Excellent. Hi, everybody. I am, of course, Phil Better, the uh, producer of this podcast, as well as many other podcasts around the web. Uh, I am excited to uh, talk about marketing plans, how you can use podcasting as part of your marketing plan. And uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, Tate, back to you. Awesome, Phil. How is it up in Canada? Is it really, really super cold still? It's not super really duperty cold, but it's you're wearing a sweater with underneath your jacket. So it is sweater weather uh, for those who get the it's, reference. It's sweater weather and it's layer weather. Awesome, Phil. Thanks. I'm going to turn it over to Raj. Raj Singh, good to see you here. How's it going, Tay? Um, happy Thursday. Good evening from London. It's, uh, wow, it's about 10 o'clock. <laughs> so... I'm doing very well, thank you, buddy. Um, it's been a roller coaster of the last couple of weeks. Um, some lows and some highs. However, uh, we move on, as I say, and we come off that roller coaster sometimes and we jump on what we feel like it. So I've come off it temporarily, but I'll be jumping on it very soon. Now, is that a roller coaster with? How many loops are in that roller coaster? Is it just one loop or is it like three? There are many loops, Tate. Um, I've had some unfortunate news 
this week and I had some unfortunate news last week. However, those unfortunate news have been, um, how can I say, leveraged with some positive news. Um, so it's the roller coaster that goes up and down around the loops. And when the loop finishes, I choose to get off because I need a break. And then I choose to get back on when I need that positive energy. So, yeah, so that's the way it is right now at the moment. So thank you. Oh, Raj, my heart is with you. And so nice to be in a room with conscious entrepreneurs, authentic and whole in both our business and our lives. So Raj, welcome and lots of love to you. And next, I'd love to introduce for one of the first times here in our clubhouse, uh, Joe, would you introduce yourself, Joe McCarthy? Yeah, what's up? Appreciate you having me. Uh, like Raj, you know, kind of on that roller coaster of entrepreneurship up and down. But luckily right now, it's definitely at the top, bringing a lot of people on the team, staying super busy, helping, you know, fulfillment, all that stuff. But yeah, hopefully I can share a little bit of knowledge. I'll, I'll hopefully be here for a little bit to, you know, bring some gems. But yeah, I appreciate you having me. It's been a really good week so far and, you know, looking for the future. Awesome, Joe. Thanks so, so much. And last but not least, Alex, would you like to introduce yourself, my friend? Alex Harris has joined us from the audience today, and it's so nice to have you as a new member of the New Media Collective, Alex. So the mic is yours. And Alex may not be available right at this moment, so let's get straight to it, and we'll let Alex come in. It looks like he has some connectivity issues. So, so here's the the skinny for today, right? Um, I am very interested in, uh, you know, getting to some of the fiber of what marketing plans are because we have had some of our members ask, how do I write a marketing plan and what should be included in it? And so, you know, I want to thank you, our experts up on stage here in the New Media Collective joining us. Uh, you know, what is uh, what are the easy one, two, three strategies to attract your ideal avatar or client? Something that our listeners can really take in a one, two, three fashion and really implement right now. So I'd like to ask everyone on stage here. How do you write a marketing plan that attracts your ideal customer? And what are the key strategies that you use? I know those are two big open questions. So let's start with the first one. You know, how do you write a marketing plan that's effective that attracts your ideal customers? And maybe we could just start with, you know, one of the first things you would do. Uh, so, Valerie, I want to hand the mic to you because you're blinking. Yes, yes. I'm Valerie, and I am excited to um, answer that question. Um, the first thing I do is figure out who my target audience is that I need to market to, because that's the most important thing, in my opinion, because once you find out who you want to market to, then you can figure out where those people are going to be. Um, so, yeah, those, that's the first thing I do is try to find out who my target audience going to be or you know and then find out like well who where where um what these people may be located um as far as um online like you know what demographic uses what um 
media. So yeah, to answer your question, um, a short, quick way um, that I start my marketing plan is to discover who my target audience is. I'm Valerie and I'm done speaking. Target audience for a thousand, everybody. <laughs> I love it. It's easier said than done, right? What is a target audience? How do I discover who it is that I want to serve? Particularly as an entrepreneur, a solopreneur even, right? Those of us in the business know that uh, we can't serve too many masters, right? We can't serve everyone. Uh, we can serve those that we're most in niche with. And so that's a big question. You know, how do I find my ideal avatar? So Valerie, thank you. Thank you so much for that. So I'd like to kind of, you know, expand the question into like, maybe look in, zoom into that question a bit on how do I discover my ideal avatar or customer? And so Phil Better is blinking. Phil, how do you discover, how did you discover your ideal avatar? Um, so I do marketing very differently. So I look at my, my uh, I don't look at my uh, avatar as a customer. I look at them as a listener because I use my podcasts as my marketing strategy and my as content, free content. They come to me to purchase my services because they see how well it does. And so I just created the avatar of the listener that I wanted. So I created my show in regards to uh, the Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. It was a show created for entrepreneurs to tell their story so that they have the opportunity to, to start their legacy because everyone's concerned about legacy. And so if you have a place where you can talk about where you started your where you started your journey, um, podcast uh, in the entrepreneurial world you can have that to share with your friends and family and you can end up wanting to do it more and sharing your knowledge because you see how powerful it is the uh, the, the podcast uh, platform and then with the listener it's they want to find people who they can be mentored by so finding entrepreneurs or the listener is someone who's looking for a mentor learning to learn under so that they can then become financially free and then start their own digital empire if you will so that's how i did it. i looked at my listener and my ideal uh guest instead of looking at my uh customer like how can i create make this conduit so that i can put other people in touch and then grow my power my uh, business that way uh, that's it for the podcast mogul and, uh, Tate back to you. Okay. That was a bunch of good nuggets right there, Phil. You deal with the voice and we're dealing with the voice right now. Huh? Isn't it a lot easier to learn what people's wants and needs are through the voice? So Phil, I want to ask you a follow-up question. As you were talking to people on your podcast, what was one key statement that they made that you were like, boom, I know that this is part of a segment of the market that I want to market to. Was there a particular sentence they said or, uh, you know, something they responded to that told you that, oh, I want to go out there to people that are building their business and work with them through podcasts. And particularly, I, I like, Phil, how you niche into the clubhouse podcasting, too. So I don't know. Does that land for you okay, Phil? Um, 
there wasn't one huge uh, um, thing people said. Um, I just have read a lot of psychology books when I was going through university because I wasn't sure what I wanted to be. And I know a large portion of entrepreneurs are narcissistic. They like talking about themselves. And having been in the podcasting world for six years, I know a lot of podcasters like to talk about themselves. So it was easy to see that, well, if I give a platform to someone to share their story. And obviously, if you ever go out and talk with anybody, most people like to talk about themselves. So if I give them that platform where they're able to talk, but also give value, it's it, it was like a no-brainer. Like I decided, I, I know how to make podcasts. I know how to do it. Bring people on who want to share their story, who are just starting their journey or who are already further along their journey, many years into their journey as an entrepreneur. I knew that they may not have the technical know-how or have spent six years like I have getting a podcast off. So by me being the guy going out and going, hey, I want you to share your story and then knowing pretty much that everybody wants to share their story because everybody wants to be remembered. That's why so many people are becoming authors. Um, and it's, it's weird when you, you jump into the entrepreneurial world outside of from the nine to five, you see that it's a lot easier to be an entrepreneur nowadays than it was back in like the early nineties where you had to make a physical business. That's something else I learned. I'm, I'm rambling right now. So I'm going to jump off and give it back to Tate. Hey, so I hope hey you're not rambling. And, 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 and you did. And I'm kind of curious. I suppose we don't want to call people uh, having narcissism necessarily, but the concept that what you said. Yes, makes sense I'm not to calling me. people nar- narcissists, uh, narcissism, but everybody has a bit of a narcissistic tendency. They like to talk about themselves. Not, not that there's anything wrong. No, with no, that. not at all. No, I'm not. I'm not talking. About, <laughs> so sorry, I, I speak very plainly, and I, I, I usually mean what I mean. Uh, I say, but when I say narcissistic, they have narcissistic tendencies, so they like to think of themselves, talk about themselves, and it's, it, it's pretty much shown through history that when you are able to take upon that just small like not everybody is like narcissistic only think about me but they like to talk about themselves because they like to be heard they like to be feel like they've been heard and when you give them that platform people feel like they're very open at that aspect when you ask them questions on because they feel uh, not obligated but honored that someone's there to ask them questions about their business about their growth and I've never had a bad experience uh in an interview like i have like i said i have like multiple podcasts uh, some of them multiple of them are interview-based podcasts where i'm interviewing these individuals from all walks of life i've interviewed like you know north american entrepreneurs european entrepreneurs you know um indian entrepreneurs i've i've done like so many different types of entrepreneurs and Every single quality, yes, they have that narcissistic tendency that they think they want to talk about themselves, but they also have such a giving attitude. Like they want to help other people get to that point where they are. Everybody in the like every digital entrepreneur that I've I've talked to has been like, I want to teach people. Like I'm so happy that you had me on your show so I can share my knowledge. And yes, they have oh, a yeah. nar- narcissistic tendency, but it's outweighed by their 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 size of their heart by giving. And everyone like even I am a narcissist. I have narcissistic tendencies. Everybody does. I'm not calling them narcissists. Uh, I just want to reiterate that. Like it, no one's a nar- oh, narcissist. Oh no no no. I'm just kind of playing with you a little bit, Phil. Because I know we we have that relationship, but at the same time, why do we have the iPhone? 
right? Why isn't it called the you phone? And we know that. We like our self-interest and our self-interest in ourself is one of the first things in life that we learn who we are. You know, this is my thumb, not my mom's thumb, you know? So it's a human development thing really too, right? So I really am appreciative of you, Phil, for pointing out that we want to, and here's the key, I think, in what you said, Phil, was that we're interviewing people, right? Isn't that a way to discover an avatar? And isn't conversation great to discover market research, right? It's about just getting to know people. So thank you for that. Uh, It's like a podcast-type interview market research thing all wrapped in one. And Valerie, I think that might help answer the question, not the question, but what you said and add to what you said about discovering your ideal avatar. So awesome. Love it. Well, I want to jump over to uh, Joffrey at this point and ask Joffrey from the point of view of an artist and a musician, a performer, a songwriter, extraordinaire, how does all this land for you when you're trying to discover an ideal avatar? You're not, you're looking for an ideal listener, aren't you? And what, uh, how do how do you resonate with this? How do you square this? Well, it definitely takes a lot of listening to others and looking within because I noticed that um, I may have mentioned this in a previous conversation, but I noticed that when an artist released a song and I resonate with it, they didn't necessarily put out that song for me. So it's sort of a like a happy accident that they put out that song and I found a way to connect to them. So one thing that I'm trying to think about when I write a song and I release a song is who am I talking to? So it's sort of, it's sort of bouncing off of what Valerie was saying is I need to think about who I'm talking to because when I write down the words, I record the words, I put the whole song together. I'm, I'm kind of having a conversation with someone. Sometimes I'm having it with myself. Sometimes it's with a particular person that I personally know, and sometimes it's with the world collectively. So it's really important to think about who I'm talking to when I write a song. And then when I release the song, I also have to think about a marketing strategy to put around it, because I don't just want to talk to one or two people. I want everyone that might resonate with that song to hear it and for us to have a conversation about it. So um, so I think... Um, yeah, a, an important thing to think about when I write or release a song is who am I talking to? That really strikes at the core of my heart and soul to think, you know, I love Coldplay. I don't know why. I just do. I love the songs. and But they didn't write those songs exactly for me, right? But they kind of did. So looking at marketing through the lens of an artist, a composer, music writer, it kind of makes more sense that listening to people, and if I can get, you know, 20% of the world to resonate with what I'm singing about, then, hey, that's great. If I could get 1% of the world, right, that's the honest truth. 
So yeah, discovering that ideal avatar, but how, how, that's the question that we're asking. So thank you, Joffrey. I love it. And I want to thank you for that gold nugget. I put you in my story today because you had such a gold nugget from our Tuesday podcast. Uh, I hope you don't mind. You're, you're, you're already famous, but uh, really appreciate it. Thank you, Joffrey. Oh yeah, not at all. And thank you too. Of course you bet. Well, Joe, 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 you got, you got red around you. You've always got red and I can always pick you out here at the clubhouse and in Instagram, everybody, uh, Joe McCarthy's got some really great things to say. I'm sure about market research because that's one of his, uh, wheelhouses. So Joe, I'd love to hear from you on this. Yeah, I appreciate it. So I think, I mean, obviously like with the Instagram branding space, uh, luckily for me, there's no like one specific client that needs our service, right? Like we work with entrepreneurs, artists, podcasters, um, business owners. So like kind of like the whole nine yards, I guess you could say. But when it comes to content creation, you know, some of their stuff flops, some of it does well. So like Jeffrey was saying, like obviously, you know, some music, it, looking at like market research specifically, what I tend to do is I'll send out like a survey to maybe my 30 top uh, people who engage in my stuff, right? And I kind of pick out, the common traits or like common themes I see, like if they're struggling with, you know, X, Y, and Z, maybe I'll put out some content for them because that's what I'm trying to serve. Right. And I think going back to finding your ideal avatar or your ideal client, I think, you know, doing a lot of like self-reflection, sitting down and really deciding like, you know, who do I want to serve? Go like deeper, like find the why, like, why do I, you know, vibe with this type of person? Like, you know, why do I want to help this person? And maybe it'll come back to you like it's because of, you know, something that happened in the past. So I think doing a lot of self-reflection really helps to solidify like who you're serving. But for me specifically, um, I really, you know, serve, I try to serve everyone. I know that's kind of like almost to a fault because obviously you can't help everyone, like you said. But with my service, luckily I can uh, technically, you know, serve uh, the masses, if that makes sense. Well, that does make sense to me, Joe. And, you know, you talk about Instagram branding, branding on Instagram. We have what two plus billion active users on Instagram and now the metaverse is opening up. Right. So what do you recommend to your clients that come to you for branding that are struggling with the idea that they're too wide with their niche? How do they how do they, you know, filter down to what that is for you? Yeah. That's a, that's a really good question. I think ultimately you want to kind of solidify like pillars. I like to say you want to choose two to three pillars like of why you're producing your content. So do like maybe you're producing content that you want to serve um, people with confidence, credibility, commitment. So like those are my three pillars and they're basically the main themes of my content. So you want to get kind of niche specific uh, with the topic. And then, you know, like I said, usually just people will start to flow in and your ideal clients will start to almost show themselves, right? So like what I've noticed is, you know, when I'm serving content that kind of serves credibility, commitment, um, confidence, young men like ages 20 to 30 tend to kind of filter in and comment on my stuff. So it's, it's almost like it's a automatic thing once you niche down and you find three main themes, your ideal audience is almost going to show themselves if that makes sense. Yeah, it, it makes 100% sense. And actually, you know, I know the number of people that you serve on a regular basis. And, you know, if you're serving 
you know, thousands of clients, what ends up happening is you got to have an efficient way to help them. And I love what you said about three pillars. Come up with the three pillars that define from your own self-reflection what it is that you do. Like in the New Media Collective, we have uh, three main pillars, you know, and one of them is growth, um, you know, traffic and growth and networking. The other one, next one is engagement with one another. And then our third one is coaching, self and business development. And so if I'm having an off day and I forget what to post, I can look back at my pillars and go, oh, yeah, there's growth. Today's a growth one. Uh, tomorrow's a tomorrow's an engagement one or whatever it is. So thank you for that. I love that pillar system. And I think your Instagram profile is a really good example of that in a way because yeah. you kind of do the three literal pillars yeah. on your on your page. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And yeah, like you said, I just let it kind of guide you, right? Like a lot of people that struggle with, you know what to post, I don't know what to post. I'm kind of like having this brain fog. So those pillars, they really do like help to guide you. So I like what you said there. But yeah, I got to hop on another call. I really appreciate, you know, the time, you know, having me on the podcast. Um, but yeah, oh, Joe, it. absolutely. Thanks for making time. And we'll get you uh, on, on a podcast one-on-one sometime, just like we will with all of our experts. So thanks for being here, Joe. Awesome. Thank you. Right on, right on. Hey, I told you it would be simple, right? What is this simplicity, right? This is complicated. Well. I don't think it's too complicated. We're talking about discovering the ideal avatar, but then we asked how. And we had all these things come up, like we can listen to market research through surveys, you know, Instagram content with polls. You can ask people right there immediately what they think in the story. We also have, you know, interviewing and, you know, what the podcast style of discovery, listening to others, self-reflection, you know, uh, all of these things are about self-discovery and what my values that I want to share to the world are. And then it's about the demand. So it's essentially about supply and demand. The supply is my value and the demand are the people that want my values. So Okay, Raj, I would love to ask you some supporting uh, to support our conversation. Um, Raj, thank you for being here. And I do want to congratulate you on your recent award in the UK, which is on your beautiful picture. And I thank you for being part of our mastermind members. And Raj, congratulations, and it's good to see you. Thank you, Tay. Uh, very much appreciated. I'm always uh, glad to be here. It's a pleasure to be part of the collective um, or the mastermind, shall I say. Um, but this is a very interesting topic um, because I feel that um, it's very similar to what Joe has just said as well. And to a point, I do resonate with what Geoffrey says is that um, you can't serve everybody because every business has different needs. You know, and um, the avatar has to be um, recognized before you can actually market your business. Because it's like, for example, I'm marketing a service to help struggling businesses and new startups, right? And let's say independent artists. But my content is resonating with something completely the opposite, you know? So I think what will happen there immediately is that your content that you're putting out in your socials, it's not going to connect 
with your audience. And the idea is that your content connects with the audience and then they appreciate trust and then they approach you for, let's say, a consultation. Now, I just want to explain that I've had a win this week. I've signed a client today and um, I'm on the verge of signing two clients from potentially from America right, on my services. So the idea is that um, when you're potentially speaking in Clubhouse, let's say, or when you're putting content out in the, in the social media world, if, if people resonate with it and they appreciate your value, they will come to you for your service. Now, there are, I do understand that there are a lot of people out there that talk to talk, but can't walk the walk. You know, however, my agency doesn't do that because obviously, as I've explained before, Tate in this room, is that I've been to experiences where I've lost money and I've lost money because I've been conned, you know, of a service or a product that I was buying. So I'm not in a position to actually do that to my clients, hence why my agency set up in a way to provide value. And if you want the service, then we will have quite, quite happily have a conversation and then we will nurture that relationship and then we will um, offer you our services. And I'm in a position now where I signed one client today and I'm on the verge of potentially signing probably two, perhaps three um, in the coming weeks. Now it's just about nurturing clients. And I think the idea is that if you can be a trusted um, expert, so to speak, in your industry, um, then um, I think you would naturally attract the right clients um, in, that, in that aspect. Um, so yeah, that's my my take on the on the marketing plan itself but i think the first thing that any business should do is look at the target audience and look at and really niche it down i mean when i mean niche it down i mean go really deep i mean who is your ideal customer just picture a fictional character like what does he do what's his business what does he read what does he eat where does he live how big is his house, house, moon, his house? what car does he drive how many children does he have is he married or single you know, it really makes a difference when you actually niche it down to your avatar and then target that audience because that's the one that will probably need your service. Pass it back to you, Tate. Thanks, Raj. That was beautiful. I love it that you talked about trusting and being a trusting uh, expert that is able to deliver the value because I think that, you know, testimonials can prove that. Um, and, you know, that actually kind of, to me, maybe we need to expand this topic, I think we do, into next Thursday, where we talk about marketing techniques and the technical side of business here in Billion Dollar Mind podcast. We do this on Thursdays, but next Thursday, I think we should talk more about like the second step. But let's kind of tighten our belt on the topic today, which is, as we have in written in the headline here, Ace your marketing plan and how to ace that marketing plan in easy one, two, three strategies to magnetically attract your ideal avatar. This is really part one in probably a three or four part series. So you might want to come back, listen to next week's Thursday podcast too. Uh, but so we'll tighten the belt here. We'll talk about avatar development. And I want to talk too about that self-reflection piece. How, how do I know that I'm, 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 I'm selecting the correct avatar? And for that, I would love to hear Luke Sheffer's response. Luke, it's so nice to have you in the room. And I know that you've had some uh, 
experiences recently where you've really tightened your uh, belt in terms of niching into a beautiful space. So you want to talk about that or anything else you want to say? Tate, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Uh, first of all, Raj, you hit everything. I mean, you know what you're talking about. That's for sure. So, you know, in terms of self-reflection, I mean, I think Anthony talked about this, like business is simple. People are complicated. Like business is not that hard. There's more strategies and tactical sides to it. But if you don't really know your own strengths and strengths and weaknesses, you're not going to be able to really fulfill what you're trying to achieve. Um, in terms of like in an aspect of marketing, in terms of uh, one, two, three, easy strategy, I think in terms of a target audience, the first thing you need to figure out is what are you trying to achieve? Like, if you don't know what you're trying to get out of your Instagram profile, like, how can you really shoot for a target if you don't know what the target is? You know, it's like, there's some people, they're just trying to spread awareness on a topic. Like, that's cool. But like, if that's what you're trying to do, then you got to market your own Instagram just for that. If you're trying to build influence, there's another way to do it. If you're trying to make money, there's another way to brand yourself and to actually set it up. So figure out what are you actually trying to achieve? Not just start a business, not just post videos, but what do you want out of it? What is the ultimate end goal? I would say the second thing is then figuring out, okay, cool. I know what I'm trying to achieve. Well, who's my target audience? Like, who am I trying to attract my pay? Who do I want to speak to? Who's my ideal follower? Who is my ideal customer? Who do I want to come to my page? Right. And then the third thing would be setting up a content strategy that's going to speak to those people. Right. Because now we know what we're trying to achieve. We know who our target audience is. Okay, now we need to actually take action and, and post content that's going to speak directly to the pain points of your target audience, right? You can't just post content and expect people to follow you and think you're cool and whatever and, and get so much value out of you. you got to speak directly to the people you're trying to get to your page, right? In terms of a marketing and, and social media aspect, I'm speaking directly to the people who are struggling to take their business or their online presence to that next level. Or people who don't want the fake stuff. They want the real stuff. They want to grow the real way. That's who I'm speaking to. I'm speaking directly to the people I'm trying to attract. And then the fourth thing, and this is where I would, I would say, Tate, you're, you're the best at this. You're consistent, right? It's cool to have a content strategy, but if you're not consistent with it, you're not going to be able to get the results you're looking for. I mean, everybody in this room knows Tate's consistent because they get his messages every single day. Tate is always working. He's always on that. He stays so consistent. And that's why we know Tate's going to be successful and continue the success he's already gotten. Like I always say it's long-term patience and short-term speed. Like long-term, you got to be patient because the vision you want for yourself takes a lot. It takes time to manifest. But the short-term speed is that day-to-day -day task that you're going to do. You actually have to take action and be like quick with it. Like honestly, like today, I just got back from the gym, right? Like there was a couple tasks I had to do. I had a call with someone and I was like, I don't really feel like doing this. Like it doesn't feel I'm, I'm tired. Like I kind of just want to sit down and relax, but no, I'm going to have short term speed because I need to get these things done. But in the long term, this is a small step. So I can't expect this to produce massive results, but I know I have to be patient in the long term, but be quick in that short term. So to kind of summarize everything I said real quick, the four points I said were, what are you trying to achieve? who is your target audience who three is your content strategy needs to speak directly to that target audience and the pain points they're having and then the fourth thing is you just got to stay consistent with that and be patient 
Whoo, everybody do your stretches. And can I hear an amen for Luke? That was amazing. <laughs> hey, Luke, I love it. I love the pictures that you put in your profile too of you at the gym, especially in your stories. Sometimes you look grumpy, like I hate being here, but you're like, I'm here anyway because I'm executing, execute, quick to execute. And uh, sometimes, uh, and I thank you for sharing my consistency with the group. And sometimes I wonder, oh, shoot, is that too much? But no, it's just consistency, right? So I love it, Luke. Thanks. Um, Raj, did you have something to chime in about, my friend? I did, yeah. I just wanted to say, Luke, I really appreciate you. Um, you're always commenting on my post, and I really appreciate the engagement. But I just want to give you your flowers on one of your posts where you're jumping out of a plane. I'll tell you what, man, that was the most amazing experience just to see it from your from your eyes, from your point of view. And your content on your page is absolutely amazing. And and I think that that particular reel, I think it was a reel or was it a video that you put out, it was absolutely great. It was it was superb. And guys, if you haven't seen it, I think you should go to this page and go check it out. That 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 just gives you a bird's eye view of what what happened when you jump out of the plane and <laughs> and I did say to Luke actually I'll message him straight after that and I said I'm looking to do that and he did say do it it's a great experience and yeah um, it's something that's on my bucket list and um, hats off to you Luke nice one buddy thank you very much and yeah jumping out of a plane was crazy <laughs> I, I thought. I thought he'd lost his marbles because, you know, I think a, a plane is one of, you know, I would rather be flying the plane and I love aircraft myself. And I got to learn to fly an airplane when my, my dad flew for the airlines, taught me when I was 16. And so I, I you know, never jump out of a good, decent, workable plane. Right. <laughs> but um, it's, I think, I think you can, I think you can. Okay, well, maybe one of these days I'll I'll send some pictures of me parachuting in front of the Rocky Mountains here in Colorado. We'll see. <laughs> hey, this is such a valuable packed room. Hey, you. Yeah, you listening. You're you're here on our podcast and I really want to say thank you for being here. Um, you know, our podcast is for you. And I want to make sure that you know that um, you can do some things to help us grow too. You can do some things like this. First, it would help us out if you write a review for us on Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast is one of our favorite platforms and we hope to be in the millions of downloads soon. So your review can help. Hey, and you know what else you can do? You can be sure to follow our brand new Facebook page, Billion Dollar Mind Podcast. You can just search it on Facebook. There, you can actually stream each episode with Facebook's brand new podcast feature. And last, last, why not call this new media collective your new online home for entrepreneurial success? Stay in one place with people that you trust to grow your business. So you can join for free. Just go to Billion Dollar Growth on Instagram and tap the link in the bio. So thank you for listening today. And we're going to get back now to our X-Mind Mastermind crew up on stage. And I want to welcome Zavi D on stage. Zavi D, what's stoking, my man? 
Uh oh, Zavidi got swallowed up by something, the universe. There he is. Is he gonna? What's up, Zavi? Can you hear me? Uh Okay, we'll come back to Zavi. He may be having some microphone issues, but we want to hear from him too. Uh, okay, so to round the room out, these last 15 minutes, I kind of wanted to share something that just happened that's very magical with you, my friends. So, I don't know. I like acronyms because they can help me remember things. So if we're going to ace our marketing plan, A-C-E, you know, someone was talking earlier about what do you want to achieve? Well, then someone else talked about what kind of content would you want to be putting up and speaking directly to those that you want to achieve, uh, uh, attract, I should say. And then finally, uh, Someone mentioned earlier about being consistent and executing. What does that spell? It spells ACE. So kind of the collective conscious mind of business entrepreneurs was together today and acing our marketing content. And so you can think about it this way. What do you want to achieve? Who do you want to attract? A. What kind of content will speak directly to those you want to achieve and attract? you want to achieve, that you want to attract and what you want to achieve. And finally, how are you going to execute that, right? Be consistent, long-term patience, short-term speed. There's no one easy answer here. But for these last few minutes on this beautiful podcast today, um, what do you guys think about that kind of a plan? Uh, guys and gals, I should say, what do you think about something like, a, you know, what do you want to achieve? Who do you want to attract? Um, you know, what kind of content and, uh, maybe we can, uh, figure out what we're going to talk about next Thursday too, because this is a live podcast and we're not always perfectly planned because we've got these beautiful experts here. So I'm going to let that plane land with people in this room. What are your thoughts on acing a marketing plan? My friends, does anyone have anything to add? If you do blink your microphone. Oh boy, lots of people. Hey, Zavi's back. Zavi, go ahead, my friend. Maybe I'm here now. Can you hear me, Jay? Zavi, you're back. I've arrived the in the multi. The aliens let you out. <laughs> well said. Um, first and foremost, thanks for having me, you all. Um, a few thoughts that come to mind around acing the market plan. I think uh, Raj and Luke really described the objective nature of attracting clients very, very well. And I wanted to add a piece uh, that's been helpful for me is once you have screened somebody who objectively fits your vision, mission, values, your business trajectory, your target audience, another layer that I implement is a subjective assessment of where do I intuitively feel this person is at, whether it be in their communication journey or their health journey? Do I feel like they're truly willing to learn? Are they willing to confront their limiting beliefs, the challenges, et cetera? And oftentimes we lead with one or the other. I know a lot of coaches are very intuitive about the people they work with, and that's cool. And then some are very objective and streamlined. And I think marrying the two of course, having somebody that fits the profile of a target client and then coupling that with, well, on paper, they look like they're ready. 
but are they really ready based on what I hear them say, based on how they present themselves, based on the way that they speak? And then to take those two and really sit with yourself and go, hmm, I think I can serve them at the highest level, or I think this is a good person to maybe direct to another program or another coach or maybe a future opportunity, which is something that I've used in the past that has been really helpful. Thank you, Tate. I'm complete. That's real deep. I like it, Zavi. Uh, wow, powerful. What's on paper versus what's IRL, right? <laughs> um, you, you've screened them. They fit the demographic, right, of your, of your uh, actual avatar. But what about their psychology and their, the psychographic, so to speak, of is this person willing and able and is it the right time? Because it's always, you know, time is very variable these days, right? So awesome, Zavi. Thank you so much. And I want to say that your um, images and pictures on you and Lissa's uh, Wild Hippie Kids page just warms my heart to see you out there experiencing life. So thank you so much, Zavi, for all of the work that you do and just being a fun person. <laughs> thanks, Tate. Uh, and to everybody else, thanks for having me. Appreciate you Awesome. Joffrey, you are blinking your mic, uh, so I want to hear from you. Hey, um, I think one of the most important things uh, when it comes to having a proper marketing plan and seeing that it pans out the way you're hoping for it to is to stick with the plan. Because I think often a lot of people, they might uh, get excited and they they put a plan together and, and everything feels like it's going to work really cohesively. And maybe one or two posts or conversations in they feel like it's not going the way they hoped and then they just start to pivot and it sort of derails and I think it's really important that when you have a plan that you've put together that you believe in stay the course like stick with it until it's complete and then by the end of it if you got what you wanted then you've learned what works and if it doesn't pan out the way you want it then you have some lessons and some things to learn and some things to build on to make a uh, more effective plan for the next time. Awesome. Anyone else have something to add to that? Yeah, I completely agree uh, with what Joffrey's saying there, Tate, because I think, um, especially for artists and musicians um, in, the, in the music entertainment industry, um, I think the marketing strategies, um, to be fair, are not that different to a corporate business or a business because I think artists need visibility to get shows and for their uh, sales to increase in terms of their uh, streaming and their um, music, right? And um, for them to gain some form of visibility online in terms of gaining social media presence and following. And I think a business um, has the same kind of strategy because if they're not seen, they're not going to have any income. So I think that artists need to be a little bit more creative in their strategy i think it's just the fact of like um me and joffrey have had this conversation before i mean we had a, a really great one-to-one -one consultation in terms of just target your audience and i think the most important thing is although artists are artists i think they also need to know who they are making the music for because although we all have different tastes and i heard your your points earlier they are very very well received um i still think that for example um 
Okay, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna dissect a little bit, right? Is that I'm a producer, right? Now my music is for predominantly for the Punjabi music scene. However, one of my tracks is a Punjabi reggae song, and the reason why I've done that is to hit a reggae market and to hit a Punjabi music market because I know there are people in the Punjabi community that actually listen to reggae and they also listen to Punjabi music. So fusing the two together, I'm hitting two markets collectively. Right, so that is my target market, you know. And then what that does is it expands to people in other countries that that, that are from a Jamaican background. They will listen to it, and so forth, and so forth, and so forth. Right. So that kind of really works, you know. And I think that goes the same for musicians, and I think for businesses, that kind of strategy is a little bit different, obviously, of course, because um, you got to look at the corporate business and the entity and what they stand for and what their message is. But um, what Joffrey was saying was absolutely correct, and also. Um, I think that the music that is made it indirectly is for everyone because there are some tracks out there that are for someone that they resonate with in their personal life or someone that they've gone through an experience. You know, so the tracks that are made today, they actually do resonate with everyone. But you got to find your target audience and then target them. But your track will resonate with them anyway, regardless if they're your audience or not. I'll back to you, Tate. Beautiful. I mean, that's incredible, right? It's it's so great to know that, you know, this group of minds together, all of us on this podcast, is much greater than the sum of its parts. And that's exactly what this beautiful mastermind in the New Media Collective is all about. It's helping you, helping you with your marketing and helping you with your growth in your business. And so today we discussed the acing of your market plan. So ace your market plan, achieve and attract consistent content and energy and execution. How's that for the acing? (laughs) So the last thing I want to do today is I would like to do a lightning round for everybody. So this is your funny avatar. This is not your real avatar, but who? what's your funny avatar's name? Uh, what do they do? And what's their biggest problem? And I'm going to go first. My funny avatar, this isn't really the truth, but is Fat Frank. And Fat Frank is 40. And Fat Frank is 40, and his biggest problem is he can't get off the couch and do anything fun. Okay, who's next? I don't need to think. Raj, go. Okay, so my avatar, his name is Giggles, right? <laughs> <And> his, name, <laughs> his name is Giggles because he can't stop laughing at the, my, my language here, and he's going to be beat um, of his fuck up, right? So what he keeps doing is he keeps making the same fuck up. He's not learning from his fuck-ups, and he keeps laughing. So back to you. That's awesome. I love it, Raj. We're having fun with this one. Queen Bee, Valerie, what's your funny avatar? Hi. Uh, well, I guess my uh, funny avatar would be Priscilla. And Priscilla is pessimistic. And for Priscilla... Yeah, please. That's my funny uh, 
I love it, Queen Bee. You cannot please Priscilla. She no. is she is a total downer, right? Yes. <laughs> Luke, go ahead, my friend. Oh, so mine would be um, Sleepy Shepherds. That would be mine because I'm be honest. Every day I wake up, I hear my alarm go off, and I'm I'm like I cannot get up right now. There's no chance I can get up. Uh, I've been working on it, and I do get up, but that that lazy part of me comes out as soon as I wake up. I just want to go back to bed. <laughs> I love it. You know what the problem is, Luke, is that you can't figure out which pair of shoes to wear because you got so many of them. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> Thanks, Luke. I love it. Joffrey, who is your funny avatar? My funny avatar is Chaotic Carl. He can't make a plan to save his life, so he can't follow one either. Oh, man. Chaotic Carl loves the chaos theory. I love it. That's awesome. Sweet. I love it, love it, love it. All right. Who do we have? Zavi. Zavi D, do you have a funny avatar? Uh, yes, Jaden. I hope I'm coming in clear here. I just hopped in the car, but I think this is a, a little bit of a <laughs> a reference to my inner nature, and we'll call him a defiant Don Obedient. Um, and this individual has a list of certifications and a million different pieces of knowledge to implement, but refuses to implement them uh, because he'd prefer to be stubborn and. It, <laughs> enjoy the challenging positions he puts himself in. So I'll leave it that way. I love it. The perpetual adolescent, the oppositional defiant disorder person. Zavi, that is classic. I love it. <laughs> All right. So, Phil, we yeah. saved the best for last. Well, actually, Tate, I'm going to give it off to my brother Raj to finish off the show because uh, he's been flashing his mic and I feel that he has the best one coming coming from the marketing oh, world so all go right. ahead raj raj just go go for it raj no uh, <laughs> you know, um i was i was tapping my mic in appreciation and i was clapping because i want to hear your funny avatar actually it'd be kind of cool to hear the podcast master and his funny avatar oh uh yeah i'm still learning all the ins and outs of the uh, etiquette that is uh um whatchamacallit, Clubhouse. So mine is uh, Boring Bill. Um, I'm always worried. Uh, he, he's just boring. He, no one likes talking to him. He talks in the monotone voice. And he just, it's someone you, 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 you're wary of getting into a conversation with because it just drones on and on. And I'm always worried that I, being a podcast mogul, will end up, into that, end up being that person, that boring individual. So that is uh, my funny avatar. It's a Boring Bill. <laughs> Oh my God! It's Eeyore. It's Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, th there I you guess. go. <laughs> uh, if it is a good day, hey, I love all these funny avatars. That's funny because can you think about this? How could you solve the problems for each of these uh, funny avatars? And let's put that on a cliffhanger for next Thursday. It's four which we'll come back and do more on our Ace Your Marketing Plan next Thursday. But we're right here at time. So I want to thank from the bottom of my heart all of my friends on stage here, members of the X Mind experts in the New Media Collective, 
Valerie, Joffrey, Phil, Raj, Luke, and Zavi. And I want to thank Joe, who also was here today. And I also want to thank Salima out in the audience. I hope I pronounced your name right. Salima, you are part of the New Media Collective here. And you're always welcome to come back Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. Mountain Standard Time and share your voice to our stage. So I want to remind you on how you can join us in the Clubhouse. You can download the Clubhouse app on your phone and then join the BDG, New Media Collective Club. Then set a reminder and join us Tuesdays, Thursdays at 3 Mountain Standard Time. So what a room packed with value today. And again, you know, I never knew that three years ago that I would have a group of people whom I trust and have such love for as you on stage right now. And so I want to thank you for your value today and we'll be back next Thursday on our marketing channel here. And so uh, Valerie, did you have something to say? Oh, no, I just appreciate you too, Tate and all of you guys in the room, but especially uh, the ones that um, I've, I've known for a couple of weeks, you guys just rock. Oh, that's so great. Why not call this home? The New Media Collective is a place to be. So, you know, as we always have a tradition here, we congratulate and share love with each other in the last five of the show. So I'm going to be ending this room in five. Take care, guys. Happy Friday. Coming up.